0: On today's Smart 7, the by-election surprise everyone, MI6 goes looking for Russian spies and lots more. It's Friday the 21st of July, it's National Junk Food Day and happy birthday Paloma Faith. The Smart 7, it's news but not for Friday morning saw the results of the three by-elections announced. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak had lost three Tory MPs in quick succession, including former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, which put the constituencies of Uxbridge, Selbury and Somerton all up for grabs. Things didn't turn out quite as pundits expected, however, as everyone got a seat. The Lib Dems took Somerton and Frome, overturning a 19,000 Conservative majority. Labour made history by winning Selby, overturning a 20,000 Tory majority and making the biggest swing in by-election history. But just as dramatically, the Tories held on to Boris's old seat in Uxbridge by a mere 495 votes as a protest over London Mayor Sadiq Khan's plan to expand ULEZ. Brand new Tory MP, not a phrase we're expecting to hear often, Steve Tuckwell says his super slim majority is a protest vote. The people here have been telling me that this is a big in a referendum on ULES and it clearly has and now that that message has come through loud and clear you know the ULES expansion the determination to, to wreck businesses the determination to cost families four and a half thousand pounds a year has cost Labour the election this evening. Labour's win in Selby sees Keir Mather at just 25 become the youngest MP in the Commons and he was firmly on message as he made his victory speech. In a year's time I believe we will be on the precipice of a Labour government a mission-driven Labour government to transform the country, make fairer choices and empower communities across our region. The Lib Dems were so confident of their win in Somerton and Frome that they declared victory for Sarah Dyke just 90 minutes after polls closed. And Lib Dem MP Christine Jardine had a pretty chilling message for Rishi Sunak. Winning here takes something like a 15% swing. There are 30 Conservative seats that are within 10%. So if we can achieve this sort of result here, we can win in other places as well. Six. Despite Rishi's first and final offer, the summer of strikes has definitely not come to an end. In fact, on Wednesday, senior doctors in England began their first major strike in nearly 50 years. Tom Dolphin of the British Medical Association's Consultants Committee says because of the current crisis in the NHS, with 8,000 vacant doctor's posts, they felt they had to act. We've reached that point now where we've got no choice but to strike because the government refuses to negotiate, refuses to even recognise that there's a problem and the government will need to sort this out if they want us to get through that backlog of, of people waiting for treatment. Health Secretary Steve Barclay says the government has already acted on pensions and made a pay offer so he doesn't see the need for strike action. We have listened to the independent pay- review body recommendations and it's now time to put patience first. Train strikes are also scheduled for the next two Saturdays as a new row over ticket offices rumbles on. Mick Lynch, General Secretary of Asleff says he still hasn't had any meaningful offer of negotiations. We're hoping we can get some talks going soon. You know That needs two, two parties to come to the table in a spirit of goodwill. We're ready to do that and hopefully they will be too. Russia's continue to hammer Ukrainian cities, focusing in particular on ports, including Odessa, in the wake of the collapse of the Black Sea grain deal. Meanwhile, the head of MI6 rather publicly intervened in the war while making a rare speech in Prague. Richard Moore called on Russian defectors to switch sides. Many Russians are wrestling with the same dilemmas as their predecessors did in 1968. I invite them to do what others have already done and join hands with us their secrets will always be safe with us meanwhile as ukraine prepares for delivery of a new us aid package worth 1.3 billion dollars ukrainian defense minister Alexei reznikov says that the ukrainian air force are getting closer to finally getting the fighter planes they need there will be f-16 planes this is already good news we will train pilots and technical engineers and here in ukraine we will do our homework we will assess the capabilities of our airfields where they will be used and we will build the infrastructure for them The fate of the BBC's mystery presenter remains undecided, apparently. After much drama, BBC newsreader Hugh Edwards was identified as the star at the centre of a Sun story that turned out to be mostly hot air. Police found no evidence of criminality, but a BBC internal investigation is continuing. BBC Director General Tim Davie appeared before a Commons committee this week, but he wouldn't be drawn on when a conclusion might be reached. Chair of the House of Lords Communications and Digital Committee Baroness Tina Stowell says she's happy to wait until the internal process has run its course. I was also pleased to hear that in their contracts they do have a dispute clause because I think that's what people are keen to ensure that the people they see that they recognise the responsibility they carry because you know people are paying paying their wages and they don't have much choice smart seven the women's world cup gets underway and ice spice talks tay tay right after this it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind The Women's World Cup got underway on Thursday, with New Zealand and then Australia taking to the field for their first round matches. New Zealand were facing Norway, who were ranked 12th in the world, but the plucky Kiwis pulled off a surprise 1-0 win with a goal just after half-time. Captain Ali Riley was delighted that the team could bring positivity to the nation. I'm so, so proud. We've been fighting for this for so long and... We had a clear goal that we wanted to inspire girls, young people around this country and around the world. And I really think we did that tonight. Anything is possible. If you've got a Swifty in your household, you'll understand the agony that the arena's tour is bringing to millions. If you don't know what any of that means, let me translate. Taylor Swift's billion dollar tour is due to hit the UK and Ireland next summer, and tickets went on sale this week, causing nightmares for one and all. There is one person who still loves Miss Swift, and that's her brand new collaborator, Ice Spice. She spilled the tea to Zane Lowe on what it's like to text with Tay Tay. I pulled up to the studio, and she's outside waiting for me. I'm like, why is Taylor Swift outside? That's what? <laughs> <laughs> so, she is great. Like, she's so funny. We text all the time. Like, she is hilarious. She's funny. Among the things you never thought you'd see is probably a viral thread from BuzzFeed being turned into a horror movie. Well, it's happened. And no, it's not the 17 incredible photos you must see before you die thread. The movie's called Dear David, and it tells the story of a viral BuzzFeed thread about a guy whose apartment was haunted by a ghost called... Well, David. Do you know how to find out who this handle belongs to? You really think a weird account is haunting your apartment? Dear David, he was only 10 when his mother went insane. Linda, it's Dr. Landers. This is not my son. He is your son, and you put him in a coma. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world.